America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. That's how we're starting the podcast this week. I am joined again by now my fiance, Kelsey. Hello. Hello. So we brought you back on, and I say we, but it's actually just me doing this. I don't know why I said we. But uh, last time you were on, you said we should talk about actors who dated while they were filming. So that's what we're going to do this week. We have a bunch of actors who dated, met on a set. And then we'll explain what happened in their relationship. That's what we're doing, right? Yes. This is like my wheelhouse. Celebrity couples. Perfect. And then since we are recently engaged and we also watched a new wedding movie, we'll give our top three wedding movies and talk about those. And then we are going to do a movie review of the new Adam Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween. All that on this week's episode. Thanks, you guys, for hitting download and play on this. If you're not subscribed at this point, what are they waiting for? What do you think they're waiting for if they're not subscribed at this point? I have no clue. Well, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, and uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's get started. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All right, we are talking about actors who dated their co-stars. So this all came together. We were doing the episode about the kissing booth and how Joey King and Jacob Elordi, is that how you say his name? I think so. They dated while they were making the first one. That's where they met. And then... They broke up in between and made a second one. And a third. And a third after dating. So we were like, man, that's probably an interesting topic to cover of people who met on a set. Because when you're doing, I guess, a movie when it's a romantic interest, you're spending all this time with another person and you're in these very intimate situations. And even though you're acting, you're probably starting to develop those feelings at some point if you're spending that much time together. And in that space, even if you have to do stuff where you're like making out with them, doing other things with them, shirts off, stuff like that. 
I think it's kind of a natural thing to start to fall for somebody. Would you kind of agree that's kind of what happens? Yeah, I feel like a movie set just kind of like fosters that. Like you're spending all of your time together. You're trying to get to learn each other. So you have on-screen chemistry. And I feel like sometimes that just translate into like, translates into real-life chemistry. Especially when it's two single actors. I think it's probably a little bit different when it's a married person acting with somebody else. Hopefully. I would hope so. But even with like A Star is Born, when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper... <laughs> He was married when he made that movie, but he was engaged. engaged. They never got married. Oh, he was See? engaged. See, that's Celebrity why I need you here. My wheelhouse. So they were. He was engaged while he was making that. They also but, have a kid together. So, ooh. but <laughs> the whole speculation with that was like, oh, he's having this on-screen chemistry with Lady Gaga. They have to be together romantically at some point, which they never were. But it also kind of bought into that movie and making it more of a thing. But that's what we're talking about today: people who met on the set of a movie. So these will all be movies. I know there's. TV shows where people met, but it's a movie podcast. We're focusing just actors who met on movies. So Joey King, how soon after did they reveal that they broke up? Was it like they already made the second one? You know, I don't know, but now he is dating somebody else, right? From the euphoria show on HBO. Is he dating Zendaya? I don't think they're dating. They're not. No, I think they are. Are they dating? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Okay. Well then my celebrity knowledge is, I'm not familiar with, like, current celebrities, like the recent ones. Okay, I'm but... I'm more of, like, a Ben and Jen, like a Brad and Jen kind okay. of era. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to give you the, the celebrity couple, see if you can name the movie that they met on. Got it. So you mentioned them, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. What movie did they meet on? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. There you go. Now, they were together for... That was 2005 when that movie came out. I think they were together for... 10 years before they even said that they were dating. Is that right? That sounds like a long time. Weren't they married by then? I guess so. They were married after that movie. But it was it, wasn't there a whole thing where they like didn't tell people they were together or married? I don't think it was that long. Okay. Weren't they just together, though? I think they oh, yeah, got no, married. They were, they were together <laughs> okay. for a long time before they got married. Okay, that's what it was. They got married, I think, in 2014. But then they got... Like we came prepared to this one. And then they got divorced, like, soon after, like, I think, like, two years after that. Yeah, but they'd been together for a while. That's what it they is, okay. legally married. Like, they had kids, and they have six kids together. I guess because he adopted the kids that she adopted, yeah. I think. So, how do you feel, like, about them as a couple? Did you like them? I wasn't crazy about them. I don't know. I think they were probably, like, the biggest couple for a long time. Brangelina. Brangelina. Works really well. All right. How about... Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner. Can you name the movie? Daredevil. Yeah. They were together until recently, right? Yeah. They have three kids together. It's kind of, Wasn't it kind of rough how they got divorced? Yeah, I think they got divorced after he came out and said he had some substance issues. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're still like good friends, co-parents. And now he is dating the lady. She <laughs> was on... Um, uh, Knives Out. Yes. And they also met on the set of a movie. But that movie hasn't come out yet. It's a movie called Deep Water. Okay. So that's kind of his rebound, I guess. He dates a lot of, I feel like, co-stars. Is that his thing? Because he, he also Jennifer Lopez that's before. True. They also met on the set of, can you name the movie? I can't pronounce it. It's a terrible movie that has like the lowest score. Geely. Yeah. They met on that movie. That was a weird couple, I think. That was strange. There's a lot of people that I look back and I'm like, Jennifer Lopez has had some interesting relationships. That could be a whole, that <laughs> could be its own episode. <laughs> but they were together for, I think just a few, they were engaged, right? They were good to get married? Yes. That's weird to think about. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds? Can you name the movie? Was it Green Lantern? Yeah, Green Lantern. And they're, 
Wait, I think they're still together, right? They're my favorite celebrity couple. They okay. have three children. That's, you know, the whole Taylor Swift. Put them in their her song, Betty, all their kids' names. What is that connection between why are they friends with Taylor Swift? I don't know. How does anyone become friends with Taylor Swift? I don't know. You have to be super cool and famous and attractive. Really famous and attractive. (laughs) Yes, I love Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. They troll each other on Instagram, and it's the greatest. And Ryan Reynolds was once married to Scarlett Johansson, right? Correct. That's a weird... That is weird. To not only date one super famous actress, but to date two super famous actors. married. And married to both of them. But he didn't have any kids. Scarlett Johansson doesn't have any kids, right? No. She's engaged to Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. That's true. Look at all this knowledge you're dropping. This is my knowledge. For as much like intellectual things as I put in my brain, I just also consume a lot of celebrity news. What about Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams? The Notebook. True. That's that's correct. Now, (laughs) did you know that they didn't like each other when they started filming that movie? Yes. So the whole thing was that Ryan Gosling actually wanted her taken off of the movie because I think when they first started filming, he was like, I can't work with this person. And then they went on just a date afterwards. That sounds right. They're not married to other people and have kids. But now Ryan Gosling is married to... Ava Mendes. And you know the movie they met on. Um. Oh, I can I can see it in my head. Three seconds. Two seconds. One I second. I know. Wait, is it the one that you really like? No. No? Okay, then no, I don't it's know. It's called The Place Between the Pines. I actually haven't seen it, but I... Wouldn't have gotten that. Um. Now they're still together. They have, what, three kids? Two, two kids. kids. But I feel like they're the most famous couple that doesn't put their relationship super out there in public. Like, they live under the radar. How do they do that? Because he's super famous. I feel like all these other celebrities who are like at his level, their relationship is out there very publicly. But somehow, I don't even think I've seen the pictures of his kids. They're very protective of their kids. How do you feel about putting out, like, say you were super famous. Would you want your kids in, like, out in public? No. I would not want pictures of them. How do you feel about like Kristen Bell who puts like little stickers over their face? Would you do that? I get that. Yeah. Because it's like you can put pictures of your life, but you just don't want to put your kids faces. Yeah. I think I think at one point she did post a picture of like her kids and then she like, like a lot of down. people start out when kids are like younger, but as they like get a little bit older and they're more like recognizable, I think that makes sense. I mean, when they're babies, just, just another baby. <laughs> What about Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield? Can you name the movie? Spider-Man. Yep. Now, I really like them as a couple. They were together for a while, and I think they're even still friends now. But they broke up, what, a few years ago or so? She's now engaged or married married to someone else who is a writer on SNL. He was a segment director. Segment director. Now, is it going to sound weird? You're my fiancé. You know... You're about to tell me she's your celebrity crush. <laughs> no, she's not my celebrity <laughs> crush. I'm saying if I was into dudes, <laughs> I think Andrew Garfield would be my type. Is that fair to say? Sure. Is that weird for me to say and no. admit to you? I get it. I, that's what I would say. I get it. I get Andrew Garfield. All right, next movie. I'll give you the couple. Can you name the movie? Jenna Dewan and Channing Tatum. My One of my favorite movies, Step Up. Fun fact, in the eighth grade, I watched this movie Every day for a month straight. Just every day. Just turned it on. What about this movie do you love? Not really sure. <laughs> Isn't it kind of a bad movie? I mean, I guess. What have is you the, even watched it? I have, I've know, seen it on TV when it comes on from time to you've time. You've never seen the whole thing from start to finish. Give me a quick rundown of what Step Up is about. All right. Troubled guy. Okay. Channing Tatum. Yes. Um, ends up 
having to kind of like repay debt to this fancy school, this dance, like arts school. And Jenna Dewan is like the school's most talented dancer. It's her senior showcase. So Channing Tatum ends up at the school. And instead of like being a janitor, he's like, what if I sub in as her partner? And then they dance, they fall in love. What more could you want? So they met on this movie. Is it like such a plot? Like, is there a love story in the movie that would kind of make them want to fall in love? Did yes. they fall in love in the movie? Yes. And did they get together right after this? Or they kind of came? They, no, they've been together since the movie. Well, no, okay, they're not together anymore. They were together yeah. from filming the movie until. Were they married? Yes. And they had like kind of a, she divorced from him. Is that right? Because there was a pretty big thing of like him, like trying to win her back after they got, after they broke up. Did he? Did I miss that plot line? I think, yeah. You didn't see when he made like that post on Instagram where he was like wanting her back. Are you sure that wasn't about Jesse J? No. <laughs> when he dated her? It was like right after they separated. Oh, I don't remember that. Because they didn't have any kids together, did they? Yes, they have a kid. Okay, then maybe that's what it was tied into. <laughs> but no, he like tried to like, he like put out like a really sad post of like wanting to have her back. I'm going to have to go look this up later. All right. You missed this whole plot line. <laughs> but yeah, now he's with Jesse J, I guess. No, no, not, not anymore. They broke up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but she is remarried to someone else and has a baby with someone else now. Okay. What about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth? Also one of my favorite movies, The Last Song. And they had a whole kind of on-again, off-again relationship. and Engaged, broken engagement, married, divorced. That was a pretty all-over-their-plot-line for some reason, I was rooting for them the entire oh, time. I was so rooting for them. I mean, secretly, deep down, I wanted to date him, but like, if I couldn't have him, I was like, sure, Miley. <laughs> it was last year when they totally called it all off, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> you took that one personally? I took that one a little bit personally. But, like, them together in that movie, I could see him falling in love because he's a good-looking dude. I don't. I could never really peg, like... Like, I think Miley even, like, said recently that she's, like, not even trying to get in any kind of relationship anymore. But, yeah, I think that's a tough one to just, to go from being engaged and on again, off again, to totally calling it off. Like, that's a tough relationship. That one was sad. All right, what about Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner? Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. I'm a not great movie. They met on that movie. I've only really know of their relationship because of the song she wrote about him back to december how why did she write a song about him now i'm singing the song in my head i go back to december (laughs) please don't sing sing. (laughs) i feel like she broke it off and then she's like apologizing in the song for how she handled it she did him wrong in the breakup i guess so i feel like taylor swift is well she has obviously the entire music world at the top of that game. But when it comes to her as an actress, I feel like she hasn't really found anything that works. She's been in pretty much every movie's been pretty bad. What else has she been in? What am I missing? Um, Cats from last year. Oh, I just like wrote that out of my brain. Forgot she, that existed. She's had just very yeah. minor roles in movies to where she's kind of trying to get her foot into acting, but... Nothing's really hitting. And yeah, Valentine's I, Day was better than Cats, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I just, I don't know if she really wants to get into acting, or she's just not picking great roles, or she picks things that maybe look good on paper, but when she does them, or if she's just not that great an actress, because I've also seen her on SNL. and Or she just picks things that she wants to do and doesn't really care. Or that, too. Not like she needs the paycheck. She does not need the paycheck, but I think there's something about musicians 
who just want to be actors too. And it's worked out for other people, but I'm just surprised of how successful she is and, doing music and i think she's extremely talented and it would probably transfer over to doing movies just nothing has worked yet i would like to see her do like a really straight on dramatic role i think that would be kind of cool to see her in if she has the acting ability i would just like to see her doing something that's not cats or something like valentine's day something with a little more substance to see if taylor swift could really act because i think that would be awesome what about Kristen stewart and robert pattinson a movie we talked about the last time Twilight. And they had a pretty, I mean, that's as on front street of a relationship as you can get to where everybody was just kind of following every little thing about them. Because that was at like the height of Twilight fame too. Could you just imagine doing a movie just that big that everyone come, like everyone is so kind of focused on these movies when they come out. They're such big hits. And then the two lead actors are actually together. Were they together the whole time they were making those? That's a good question. I'm pretty sure they were because I think when they broke up, it was because I think it was afterwards because she cheated on him. Like it was revealed that that's what happened. That's how they ended. I can't say I follow Kristen Stewart news. Really? In depth. You don't like Kristen Stewart? Not that I don't like her. I just feel like I got a little over the Twilight Saga and then kind of stopped paying attention to them. I think what happened was she did that movie Snow White and the Henchman. And she cheated on him with the director of that movie. This sounds familiar now, yes. So that's pretty rough. I still like her movies a lot, but I just remember so much from them two together. Everybody just kind of wanting to know about their relationship and how they were kind of good to go on after Twilight. But I remember that getting there pretty kind of bleak there in the end when they broke up. Wasn't great there. <laughs> what about... Let's go with Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. High School Musical. Do you like the High School Musical movies? Were you kind of, I mean, were you into the Disney stuff? Oh, I was so into High School Musical. One and two, not three. Did you like them as a couple? I did like them as a couple. I feel like there were another one where people followed a lot and they were just kind of out there. I'm just thinking back to how much I loved High School Musical right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because they're cheesy? Yes. At one point, and I won't say what year because this was too recent to admit it, but uh, Bet On It from High School Musical 2 is in my top played songs on Spotify because I used to run to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I could name any song or particular thing from those We're movies. We're all in this together? No? No. With the dance? Mm-mm. Wow. Are they Neither so can I. All right. One last one. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Can you name the movie? Oh, I lost it. It's a horror movie. Well, I, know what you did. I know what you did last summer. That's right. And they, I think, from this entire list are the ones that are still together. Yeah, they are going strong. They met when they were filming that movie and have been married since 2002. So that's a long time. So they've been together, what, 20 years? Yeah. I like those movies. I think I remember that was kind of when that whole, like, teen movie, horror movie was very popular. They were kind of like the biggest 90s people, like the most 90s celebrities at that time. Like, I can't really think of a movie Freddie Prince Jr. has been in since, but... I feel like he's been in like a Lifetime movie. Oh, you into those? Yes, I'm into those. <laughs> Don't say that with that tone. <laughs> You'll be watching them with me now. Out of all these people, who would you like to see get back together? That's a tough one. I'm going to go Miley and Liam. I just really rooted for them. Miley and Liam? Yeah. Like, they just... They almost didn't seem like they went together because I feel like Miley's just such a free spirit, but they worked. Well, 
Obviously, they didn't really work, no. but <laughs> they appeared to work. I would go Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that's a good one. I would like to see them. I like that we have different answers. An honorable mention was Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Can you name the movie? Oh, I can't. It was way back in like the 90s. Can I have a hint? Uh, Days of Thunder. <laughs> that's the movie. Oh. <laughs> it's not a hint. <laughs> that's the answer. Um, also, David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Um... Scream? Scream. And they're actually making Scream 5. So I think they're still friends. Yeah, they have a daughter together. So they're still on good terms, even yeah. though she's moved on. She's dating now. Or... She's engaged to the guy from Snow Patrol. Oh, well, there you go. Well, this has been Actors Who Dated Their Co-Stars. Did I get 100 on this test plus extra credit? You get three gold stars. Thank you. Uh, what we're going to talk about next is our favorite wedding movies, because we just watched... A wedding movie that I hadn't seen yet, but you loved. Yes. So we'll talk about that movie and then each give our top three. All do, right. We'll do that next. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts, there's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now we're going to do our top three wedding movies because you said that I should watch Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates because I've never seen it. I did. We are also recently engaged, which I think also fits into this theme. If for those of you listening don't know, we dated for, I guess, two years long distance and then have spent the last six months of this year living together mm-hmm. and we got engaged a week ago. That we did. So how do you feel now that this has all gone down? 
Well, I currently don't have my ring because it's being resized. So okay. I look at my finger and I'm a little sad. Um, happy to be engaged. It's weird to call you my fiance. It is weird. I have, I think since only called you my girlfriend once to somebody else and I got called out quickly. But it is just a weird term to say, like fiance. Yeah. And you were my boyfriend for two and a half years. So my brain. It's almost just... like changing your name and like that's embedded in my head. It'd be like just calling you something different now. Yeah. It's weird to refer you to refer to you as my fiance. So, yeah, were you were completely surprised, right? One hundred percent surprised. Had no clue. No clue. And I think that was the whole thing I wanted to pull off. That I didn't want you to have any idea of what was going down. I wanted it to be a complete surprise and make it something that I felt was completely us. I was oblivious. So now we are in the early process of planning a wedding, which we're learning has a lot going into it. Um, Everyone says it's stressful. And then you're like, I'm going to keep it small. And then you learn that that's just not possible and it becomes stressful really fast. I guess for me, like I never envisioned ever getting married or being at this point until I found you. And now it's like an exciting thing for me to kind of think about planning a wedding and doing all these fun things. So um, maybe it's not typical for a guy to be excited about that kind of thing or like interested in like doing all like the little things and like planning like a playlist and all those kinds of things. So I am excited about it. Yeah, I feel like we're going to try to make it fun. I want it to be fun. 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 <laughs> not stressful. Fun. And I think a good way we could get some ideas, maybe not a lot of ideas, but is watching wedding movies. And a movie I'd never seen was Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which came out in 2016. And it has a lot of my favorite act- comedic actors in it. And I just never really watched it. I think at the time I didn't like Zac Efron and... I don't know. I thought it was kind of a dumb premise, but after watching it and really liking it now, it is a very raunchy comedy. It is a raunchy comedy. It's a it's rated R and I would say it's a pretty hard R in the sense that it's raunchy, a little vulgar. Yep. So maybe not for everybody. But if you're if you like bridesmaids, the hangover stuff like that, it's kind of in that range. But also it was just a lot funnier than I was expecting because it was so dumb But in a way that was a little bit clever and just kind of not really focused on what I thought it was going to be about. I thought it was just going to be about like Zac Efron. What's the other guy's name? Adam Devine. Adam Devine, who I know from Workaholics. I thought it was going to be like so focused on them and be kind of like a bro movie. But it focused a lot on Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick's character. Their friendship in the movie is I think kind of what makes it and carries the movie because they are just so witty together. That is the movie. So I think if I would have known a little bit more about that, I would have seen it a long time ago, but I liked it. I would give it mm, four out of five wedding rings. I think that's what I'd give it to. Yeah, it's funny. It's raunchy, but it also kind of makes you just happy. Like it's kind of just a feel good movie in the fact that it is that raunchy. Yeah, it just makes you laugh. I mean, don't go into it expecting anything groundbreaking. And yeah, if you don't, if you didn't like Bridesmaids and you didn't like The Hangover, wouldn't recommend. But as far as comedies and wedding movies go, I think it's a pretty good one. Um, You can't really stream it anywhere. We had to rent it on Amazon, so it's like three bucks. So if you're looking to stream it, you got to pay a little bit, but it's not that bad and worth it if you're looking for something funny to watch. But we're going to do our top three wedding movies of all time. And I think our lists are a little bit different. So let's start first with what you would put at number three. 27 Dresses. 
Why do you like that movie? It's just a good rom-com. I like a nice, just like predictable romantic comedy every once in a while. And just the whole, it just details the process of being a bridesmaid and the fact that she has these 27 dresses. And for anyone who's been a bridesmaid, you know that you're probably not re-wearing that dress ever. Um, and she just has like 27 of these dresses. And it's just kind of the story of like, she's always the bridesmaid, never the bride, that kind of tale. How many times have you been a bridesmaid? Should have let you should have asked me that question in preparation. Okay, in the last two years, I was supposed to be one four times in the last two years. Okay, but the pandemic canceled two of the not well postponed two of those weddings. So I've only been twice. Supposed to be four times. How do you feel now that you're on the other end, and instead of looking at bridesmaids' dresses, you are now looking at wedding dresses? That's crazy. They're a lot more expensive <laughs> than a bridesmaid dress. How do you even go about looking at a wedding dress? Like, what do you Google? Wedding dresses. That's it? Well, first you have to pick a style. This is a whole separate conversation. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> All right. At number three, I would put Meet the Parents. So good. Funny, classic Ben Stiller. So uh, good. There's so many great things about this one. Great comedy. Even the sequels were good. Yeah. Meet the Fockers. And there was another one. Is it Little Fockers? That is, yeah, the third one. <laughs> I actually don't really remember that one. Oh, we should watch that one. I remember seeing Meet the Fockers in theaters. Yeah, good movies. Okay, what do you have at number two? My Big Fat Greek Wedding. One movie I actually haven't seen. An unexpected hit. I remember my mom and my grandma and I went to see it because there was nothing else out. And we had knew nothing about it. And it's one of the funniest movies. How old were you when you saw it? I think I was like eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is always a movie I saw in like the dollar bin at Walmart. So I guess it, it lost like some value in my mind. A bargain find. Okay, I will watch it. You dissing the dollar bin? I'm not dissing. I've got a lot of movies from the dollar bin. But if I see like a rom-com in the dollar bin, I think maybe not that great. It's also, what, 2002, 18 years old at this oh, point. Okay. So yeah, it's probably in the dollar bin Weren't 18 they, years didn't later. Didn't they make a sequel? They did in 2016. Did you see it? I did. And you liked it? Yeah, it was funny. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. We have two movies to watch to add to the list. At number two, I would put another classic, The Wedding Singer. Um, you got Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. The soundtrack to it, Adam Sandler wrote a lot of, wrote a lot of the songs for it. Great movie. I, would, ooh, I wouldn't put it in his top three, but easily top five. Of Adam Sandler movies? Yeah. Do you like this movie? Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. All right. Our number one movie. Do you want to give an honorable mention before we get to our top one? Yes, let me go through my brain again. Because I was almost going to put The Hangover in the mix here, but I feel like the wedding part is like a, like very slight. It, it has to do with the entire plot of it, but I think the actual part of the wedding isn't so involved into it. What would you put as your honorable mention? The Proposal. How did I forget that one? The okay. Proposal. <laughs> Who's in that? Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock, Betty White. The iconic scene of them like singing rap songs in the woods. Okay. At number one, what are you putting at your number one wedding movie? This will be a surprise to no one. Bridesmaids. My, you, my favorite movie overall in any category. Bridesmaids. Always Bridesmaids. I'm going to put Wedding Crashers. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson... Rachel McAdams, a lot of funny, memorable quotes, 
You also have uh, Bradley Cooper in there randomly that I think people forget that he's in that movie. But a great movie and one that you haven't seen, right? I know. Do you know the references, though? Like Motorboat? No. (laughs) Okay. It's a good one. But also in the sense of it being a raunchy. Well, I picked Bridesmaids. Well, there you go. (laughs) All right. Those are our top three wedding movies. You didn't even let me expand on why Bridesmaids is my favorite. Go ahead. You have time. It's just so funny. And... I'm going to see what I can implement. Uh, we're going to give away puppies as our party favors. Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> um, I'm going to see if Wilson Phillips can come sing Hold On at our wedding. Okay. How much do you think that will cost? You think that's our entire budget? Probably. What else would you implement from the movie? A uh, giant cookie cake. Pink right. lemonade? <laughs> Always pink lemonade. She rode a horse up to the wedding shower. That was great. I'm just going to have horses bring everyone. Do you want to just reenact the entire movie for our wedding? Yes. Okay. We're setting it now. Guys, when we get married, expect the entire Bridesmaids movie to go down. I mean, I'm so down for that. All right. I will call Wilson Phillips now. All right. What we're going to do next is we are going to review the new Adam Sandler movie. Speaking of him from earlier, it is October. We are doing the Halloween theme. So his new Halloween movie is out now on Netflix. And we're going to talk about that next. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess, the 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, time to get into a movie review now. It is October, so we're doing Halloween movies for the entire month. And today we are talking about Hubie Halloween, which just came out on Netflix. And I was excited to see it. You were somewhat excited. 
I've agreed to watch it. Okay, so that's how we are both going into this review. Before we get into what we thought about the movie, here's just a little bit of Hubie Halloween. Mrs. Banerjee and I went to the thrift store today. Guess how much? 50 cents. Boner donor. Now, what does that even mean? Well, I think boner's another word for a mistake. Like, I made a big boner in math class. So maybe boner donor means I donate mistakes. That makes sense. So basically, the movie is about Adam Sandler's character. His name is Hubie Dubois, right? Yes. And he lives in Salem, Massachusetts, and he's essentially the keeper of Halloween. Make sure everybody is protected or practicing safe things when it comes to Halloween, I guess is how you describe his character. I think that's what his business card said. It's a pretty ridiculous premise, and the whole kind of thing is... There's an escape patient from a mental institution who comes to the town and Hubie is trying to keep everybody safe. And I kind of thought it was going to be a little less ridiculous going into it based on the trailer, based on what I thought the movie was going to be about. I thought it had a little bit more potential than being just another wacky Adam Sandler movie. About, I don't know, 10 minutes in, I realized it kind of lost that a little bit. Do you agree? I was lost like five minutes in. Five minutes in? Yeah. What didn't you like about the first five minutes of it? It just started out as that like ridiculous. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little bit not serious, but just not that like you can't even take this serious type of movie. Did you find yourself laughing at any point in the movie? I think I tuned out too early to like even want to laugh. Okay. I was was just done after about five minutes. See, I like and what I thought was going to be a little bit in this movie is kind of an homage or just references to his other movies. And I think there's a little bit of Billy Madison. There's a little bit of Happy Gilmore in this. First of all, with Julie Bowen being in this movie, they did Happy Gilmore together. And for some reason, I didn't place it that she is that same person from Modern Family. That was the most shocking part of the evening was when I said, haven't seen her in anything since Modern Family. And the light bulb went off and you're like, that's what she's from. I just It was I, only on for like, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I knew she was in Modern Family, but it didn't click with me that she was also in Happy Gilmore. Like she looks a lot different since then. So I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. I can't believe that's the same person. And I know J- Julie Bowen. But for some reason, that connection just didn't settle in my head. But after seeing that together, it made a lot more sense. But you also have Ray Liotta in this movie. And then you have kind of basically the same cast of characters that Adam Sandler always brings in from Kevin James, Steve Buscemi, Rob Schneider, Maya Rudolph, Tim Meadows. All those people are kind of in this movie again. And you got to give it to Adam Sandler. Like, he keeps his friends around. He does. Once they are in one of his movies, he brings them back. They're in the circle. You even have Shaq here again. Yes. So the movie is pretty ridiculous. I did find myself laughing here and there. And I, like I said, I do like the little references to Happy... Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. And I enjoyed the movie. I don't think it's anything groundbreaking. I do like the fact that it's a Halloween movie and it has that kind of theme and kind of puts you in that without being any kind of scary. I think it's still a fun Halloween movie. What do you think? I can't say I would recommend it. (laughs) Okay. If I'm picking up my phone to start scrolling like five minutes in, I'm just, I'm gone. I, my attention is not returning to it. So, if you were to give this movie a rating, what would you rate it? One out of five jack-o'-lanterns. One out of five. That's a little more than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably give it a solid 2.5 
out of five, uh, what's that thing he had on his on his uh, the thermos? Is that what he called yes. it? Yeah, his thermos. his magic thermos that he has throughout the entire movie. I would give it two point five out of five. Where I probably couldn't, in my heart, recommend this movie to people because you're not going in and gonna get a really great movie or something out of this. But it's something fun to kind of watch. You get a little bit of humor out of it, and if it's something you just want to turn your brain off and watch a Halloween movie right now, and you're out of everything to watch on Netflix, I think it's at least it's there and it exists. I think the most entertaining part was the t-shirts that his mom found at the thrift store. Oh, I think his mom was probably the best part she of the entire great. movie. She was the probably yeah she the was best the star. And aside from that, I think the special effects were at least a little fun, like the Halloween stuff and like all. Those kind of things were a little bit cool. I don't even remember them. You don't? Like the costumes and like at least like like the people getting attacked and disappearing, that kind of stuff? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you were totally out of this movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why I gave it a one out of five. <laughs> and then I think the last kind of sad thing, but cool in a way, they did pay tribute to Cameron Boyce at the end in the, in the credits. So he was in the Grown Ups movies. And it's been a year since he passed away. I think so. So they had like a little tribute at the end that kind of got us both a little bit. Yeah, it was sad. I wasn't expecting that. So there's our review of Hubie Halloween. Nothing groundbreaking. It's pretty much the same old Adam Sandler gags with the same old cast of characters, except in a Halloween setting. So there you go. All right, going to do a little bit of movie news before we hop out of here. So some sad kind of news is that Regal has shut down all of their movie theaters in the United States and even like worldwide, they've shut down a lot. Now, they're not going to be closed forever, but it's pretty much because the last straw was them delaying every big movie to 2021 and they really can't stay in business because there's no new movies coming out. There's nobody coming to the theaters. So they're kind of like, all right. We're going to hold off and I'm waiting to see that hopefully they pull out of this because it's going to be weird once all these movies come back and just all start being released at once. Like it's going to be a very busy next two years once they can open. But that sucks that they're all closing. I'd but like I to request that when they reopen, they uh, ditch the Pepsi products that they tried to bring in this year and go back to Coca-Cola because it's just a Diet Coke <laughs> is way better. But that's, that's your request? That is my request. So... Along those same lines, it was also announced this week that movies that are only being shown on drive-ins can now be eligible for Oscars. Because before, you had to be shown or have some kind of a run in an actual movie theater to be considered. What is even going to be nominated for Oscars? Are they even going to have an Oscars? So they're still planned to happen delayed next year, but... What are you going to nominate? Sonic the Hedgehog? Basically, that's what for Best Picture. Like, <laughs> that... Is pretty much that the lead runner. <laughs> That's basically going to be it. I don't. I don't know. I think they may just delay them even for, or like just not do just them. Not at all. have them. What do you? Because nothing, nothing. I know, but <laughs> if they're allowing movies that were shown on drive-ins only. <laughs> they're pretty much just opening it up wide open. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Maybe the voice actor for Sonic the Hedgehog will win Best Actor next year. I don't know. That's going to be crazy to see. Um, but also. Kind of along these lines is they have halted production on Jurassic World Dominion for two weeks because a lot of the crew people just starting started testing positive for COVID. And I think that's another thing that's going to happen a lot more frequently is that now that they are kind of resuming production and being as cautious as they can on set, but you're seeing it not only on movie sets, but in sports and everywhere else, Once, unless it's like in a super tight bubble. But even then, 
people are catching it and it's shutting everything down. So while all these like Marvel movies and all these other movies are still holding their kind of date of their releases, I'd see it getting pushed back further and further. If you get, you know, stop for two weeks here and two weeks there, like it's going to be kind of a domino effect of when all these movies can come out. But it's like really hard for me to see a movie go from a 20, 20- 20 release date to a 2021 and now movies getting moved to a 2022 release say, date didn't batman get moved yeah you were so excited that was supposed to come out on your 30th birthday next year that was, was you were so excited and now it's not coming out until 2021 like 2022 2022 oh gosh i forgot it got delayed <laughs> even more uh, yeah that, it's tough to see these like you look like you're I just know. like completely distressed right now. it's very hard because I wait so long for these movies to be announced and for the date to come out and you expect them, you know, when they're going to come out and then they get pushed back. So it sucks. And I don't know when it's going to be normal again, but on the bright side of that is a Pixar movie called soul, which is supposed to come out this year. They also announced this week that they're going to put it straight on Disney plus on December 25th. They're going to charge us $30 for that one. They are not going to charge us $30. (laughs) It's only, it's going to be free. But like I said, it only really works in this kind of method for either family movies or smaller budget movies and especially Disney movies because, hey, they aren't hurting that terribly because there's I mean, they need the money for the bigger movies, but they kind of have that ability to having a built in platform like Disney Plus where they can release these movies. But when it comes to the bigger Marvel movies, those have to wait until they can come out. But yeah, you can't stream those at home. It's not the same. It's not the same. Um, also in Marvel news is Benedict Cumberbatch has been confirmed to be Doctor Strange in the next Spider-Man movie, which I was talking about last week, how Jamie Foxx is going to play Electro. And I think this movie is kind of turning out to be, they're working on something pretty cool here with having Doctor Strange in it, having a new villain with Jamie Foxx. I think this one will be interesting. And we saw the last one together in theaters. We did. And... That one was really good. It was really good. And then wasn't there the whole, like, they weren't going to make another one because Marvel dropped Spider-Man? That, yeah, he will eventually leave being in the MCU and go back to being a Sony property. So he's it's a whole thing of him being even able to be in the Avengers. So this one is kind of rumored to be the last Spider-Man in this kind of world. I don't know. We've made Spider-Man, what, like 10,000 times? It's so. true. Spider-Man never dies. And then finally in, in movie news is that Tom DeLonge, who you would know from Blink-182, announced that he is making his directorial debut, and he is making like a coming-of-age sci-fi movie. So he is Sounds still... like your dream. That is basically my dream. <laughs> I was a huge Blink-182 fan. Still am, even though they've changed the lineup and Tom DeLonge's not in it anymore. I love Tom DeLonge from... His blink days to Angels and Airwaves to his solo stuff. And he basically has this whole production company to where he makes movies, books, and all these things. And he's been really big into releasing the truth about UFOs, which I've also followed along very closely. <laughs> and now he is going to make a movie that I think is very him. Like he's kind of teasing stuff on his Instagram of saying, like, it's going to have some of that Blink 182 humor in it and also have his whole views and kind of things about aliens in it so it's gonna be a humorous <laughs> ufo movie i mean it's a coming of age what sci-fi movie i think it sounds amazing <laughs> and i think he's also doing original music 
for the entire soundtrack. So it's going to be him doing the music in this. Well, so I know what you'll be listening to. So I will be listening <laughs> to this nonstop and forcing you to watch this movie when it comes out. So that's actually something I'm excited for because they've actually started production on that. So hopefully that comes out within the next two years or so. So that is some movie news and that'll do it for this week's episode. Before we hop out of here, I got to give the um, shout out of the week. And I'm actually going over to Facebook this week. It is from, pronounce that name for me again, Adele. Adele Sturp. I have trouble pronouncing names apparently, but she said, love your podcast and still going to try to get an IG shout out one of these days. Now, I usually do these on Instagram when you tag me in your story or something, but I saw this one on Facebook and I was like, you know what? Asking for a shout out, no matter where you ask it for, ask for it. (laughs) Ask where it for. (laughs) Okay. I have trouble speaking at this point and I'm also apparently bleeding out of my arm. So (laughs) I randomly like pricked a scab or something. (laughs) No one needs to know that. Okay. You can't see it, but I am bleeding from my arm at this moment. But anyway, Adele, thanks for, (laughs) anyway, Adele, thanks for listening and appreciate all you guys subscribing and tweeting about um, all the recent episodes. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Anything you'd like to say before we go? Other than that, this has gone off the rails at this point. No. Okay. You're supposed to keep me in line. That's why I have you here. I tried. I didn't tell you to say that you were bleeding. Oh, okay. I just thought I'd address it. You guys, I'm bleeding. (laughs) And with that, I'm going to go take care of this. I will talk to you guys (laughs) next Monday here. And until then, later. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.